Okay, welcome to another episode of the Rugby League Outsiders podcast. My name's Craig. And my name's Carl. And this week we've got a great guest from the uh, Oxford Cavaliers uh, coach and secretary Jamie Jones. And we're going to dive into his journey into Rugby League and also talk more about the Oxford Cavaliers. And we've got six breaking news stories from around the region and the wider game, including the first uh, or first Masters charity match held at um, held at Telford and also um, a really successful junior festival um, led by Sherwood Wolfen and more. So um, let's get into it. Okay, tackle one then. Lincolnshire Lions took the spoils this week in the win over Boston Buccaneers, 46 points to 26, which is the Midlands' newest derby. So it's the the, the Battle of Lincolnshire, uh, we should call it. I think there's a, there's a lot of derby games this year. Um, and somebody actually commented on Facebook, I don't know if you've seen it, that we should have a a Midlands Magic weekend. It's our rivals round. <laughs> right, yeah, for all the derby. So, yeah, that was that was great to see. Obviously, um, Lincolnshire, a new team this year. So, for them to to get the win in that derby game was, was pretty big for them, really. Yeah, I know, I know they were looking forward to playing them at some point. Um, who would you consider your, your, your local rivals then, Jamie? In the Midlands Premier, it would it'd probably be Leamington. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 Battle of the middle class. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, okay, next one. Commentary Bears celebrated 25 years of the club this this week. Uh, they took on Birmingham Bulldogs. Uh, they picked up the victory, 36 points to 30. Uh, again, over 100 people turned up. Really good crowd. Uh, they had a lot of ex-players turn up as well to support the event. Uh, their kit this year is modelled on their, I think it's the first kit that they had. It's a very similar design. Um, so just, Great story, really, about Coventry Bears. You know, they've done a lot for rugby league in the Midlands, uh, and it's great to see them going strong. Yeah, and interesting that they, they took on Birmingham, which I think is the the oldest club we I think we established that Birmingham yep. Bulldogs like the oldest club in the Midlands. So to have their twenty five year anniversary against them, that's that's good. Um, tackle three, then this one for you, really, Craig. Uh, the Masters game took place. The first Midlands Masters game took place. I believe it's the first game this year, anyway. Um, took place in Telford, so um, Telford started up the first Masters team, and it was all in in aid of cancer research. Craig, you played in it. How did you find it? <laughs> found it an absolute lungbuster. I don't know what I thought it was gonna. You know, I just thought it was gonna be like that, like a like a bit of progression from touch, but it, but it's not. There's still some big contact. In fact, one of the first tackles, everybody just went, <laughs> "Oh shit, what have we done?" You know. Um, I was even talking to a lad before, and uh, he was saying, "You know, I'm, I'm playing masters because." I can't play sort of first team rugby because I just can't risk getting injured, you know, because of work. Turns out he broke his hand during the game, which, you know, <laughs> um, but it was great. It was great fun. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I was a bit appalled by some of the pictures afterwards, though. I, I looked at the pictures and I was like, who's this little fat old man? And it <laughs> turns Side out on. it's me. <laughs> yeah, it turns out it's me. So uh, that sparked a new fitness regime for me. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was great. And it was okay. great. You know, to raise a decent decent bit of money, uh, it was a good cause. One of the guys playing who actually took the massive hit right at the start, pure, pure entertainment. He, um, you know, is a loved one of his, uh, passed away with cancer recently and was raising money for cancer research, you know, in, in memory of, of her. So, um, yeah, it was a great, great event. Yeah, good, good club event, wasn't it? Um, yeah, really successful. Uh, tackle four then. Leeds Rhinos have lifted the first silverware of the year, Craig. Hey. Get on. <laughs> so the women's team uh, won the the Nines Festival this week, uh, beating Wigan twenty one points to eight. Um, 
And I think this Women's Nines Festival has been quite successful, actually, because they got a lot of the, the amateur clubs involved as well in the earlier rounds before they got to this final. Uh, Leamington took part in it there. Women's team took part in it. Um, yeah, it's been been a successful yep. successful event. <laughs> um, Jamie, any thoughts of starting a women's team in Oxford? Is it is no, that on the card? You've already yeah. got one. We came, we saw, we conquered, and we went home. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we um, we started women's three four years ago, and we went into sort of like a merit or we go around and gauge where we are in terms of our yeah. matchup sort of thing, and we ended up playing Women's Super League South. We went and played Bedford and win. Yeah. Great. We've got team. Let's go go into uh, Super League South. And it was a baptism of fire. We went 104 nil down. Then we went 114 nil down. Then we went 60 nil down. So we started to come down and uh, we played our last game against Bristol. We lost by two. Oh, so we saw that as, a, you know, we're on the progression. We're not losing by so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the end of the season. Um, and then come the next season, I think the world woke up at that point after COVID and we saw too much com competition. So your, your uh, Rebunion County was back, your Sevens were back, your Tag Rugby through the summer was yeah. back. So too much market space was taken up by too much other activity and it just dropped. We ended up with sort of like, the start of this year, six, and then they said, oh, well, I'm going to go and play county, so yeah. down to three, and it's like, well, I'm, there's only so much we can flog this before it gets a bit too much. Yeah. So we've done it. We've had some success. We've had some failure. We've had some growth. We've had some shift. Um, would we do it again? Yeah, of course, we've opened door. The women, what we have at Cows is women can always train with the men. So if you've got three girls and there's 20 blokes, we'll just chuck them in. And just put them up, play hooker. Yeah, yeah. Do something like that. So anyone's welcome. Um, but there's just not enough women for us to go, let's go into a league. So what we did do, so you mentioned Leamington going to the Lions. We were three of our Cavs girls from last year were in that squad. And then they got shipped out to Telford. Oh, right. Telford, okay. So there we are, full story of the women. Oh, there we go then. Yeah, I mean, even if we can just keep hold of a couple of them, you know, keep them interested, who knows what's on their eyes and like, you know. Yeah, that's what yeah. we've done. We've just, the festival dates that you guys have got, the, all of our women that are active, we've given them them. And yeah, then so, they're going to go out and have a go. So, yeah, yeah, so the, the women's Midland Super League's changed a little bit this year. So initially they had... Um, set out fixtures um i think they've done away with that a little bit haven't they yeah. and they've sort of merged them into like mini festivals like they do with the juniors um just to make sure that everybody's getting game time and, and everybody's playing and hopefully that'll be a successful route into a full league next year hopefully yeah and even even if it doesn't as long as it if they do the same again oh yeah as long as people can yeah. still get in can't they? as long yeah. as there's enough interest and yeah. there's enough games going around every season it's, it's a win-win isn't it really um, right, tackle five then, over to the other side of the world. Uh, Newtown Jets uh, are in talks to join the NRL again after 40 years absence um, out of the top flight. Um, yeah, so they're looking to become the 18th club in the NRL. Just thought it was a bit of an interesting one. Um, the NRL, the big monster that it is, is still looking to expand. Um, I know they've talked about teams in PNG and stuff like that, so... Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that and see how that goes, really. So there's obviously like a bidding process to get in then. It's not done on kind of you win the league no, you know, and you promote a draw it, like it's, that. It's a closed shop, isn't it, the NRL? Um, it's uh, the essentially franchise teams, aren't they? So it's, yeah, bidding and all the rest of it. Murky world to get into it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're in the running. 
Uh, tackle six then, you um, touched on this earlier, Craig. So Sherwood Wolf Hunt hosted a junior festival this weekend. Um, and again, another junior festival in the Midlands that's been an absolute success. Um, they reckon about 500 people were there. 260 kids took part in this festival. Um, just great to see rugby league in sort of Nottinghamshire, Mansfield, that sort of area. Um, teams came down from Bassett Law. It just that sort of side in the Midlands is just really thriving at the junior level. Fantastic, really. Um, Prid, that wraps it up then for the, the set of six. I've just got a tweet of the week this week. Oh, nice. I've thrown one in. So, um, Los Angeles Mongrel, a new sort of side competing in the USA. Uh, they've hit 3,000 followers on Twitter, which is... I'd like to know whoever does their marketing because that's a massive start. Yeah, yeah it's a monumental... And if, uh, if you see any of their graphics, head and tail above anybody. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. I'll have to search Ab them out. Above you, professional teams and everything. Have you seen Canada uh, Whistler Wolves? No. Have you seen that? No. I want to go on holiday. I want to go to Whistler Wolves and just watch again. <laughs> their social media, their, the pictures where they play, they're in the middle of the mountains on top of a hill. It's epic. It's exactly the same as uh, yeah, the it's West Coast of America. Yeah. What they're doing down there. It's, it's, it's good. Cool there. That wraps it up then. Yeah, and we was, you know, interesting talking about the um, the festivals and, you know, everything that's going on really well. Jamie and I was talking before the podcast started and he was sort of saying, you know, people are expanding, there is growth, stuff is going on, we just don't know about it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is a bit of a call out really. If you've got news to share, you know, stuff going on, then please let us know and we'll include it on the show and, and maybe even try and get a roving reporter down there to, to have a look at whatever. But um, yeah, let us know. And if you haven't done so already, um, you can also help spread that news by liking, commenting, subscribing and all that kind of stuff. And I just realized we don't really ask people to subscribe and we just expect people to do it. But, no, we've, you know, but we, we, we should, you know, because there's a lot of you fuckers and like voyeurs you know not <laughs> subscribing so subscribe it does help um okay great jamie over to you now uh so we've done our six tackles now we we kind of hand over to you really and i'm really keen just to hear about how you got involved in rugby league before we then talk about oxford cavaliers that's a, my, my journey was 16 years old i started playing rugby at 40 with rugby union and played pretty good level of youth rugby but I wasn't particularly good I was just surrounded by people that were and a couple of the better lads at 15 16 especially at 16 they said oh we're going to go and play league and it turned out that that helped me a lot like they were saying like come along you'll get better at carrying you'll get better at tackling you'll use the big boys I'm a bit of a man job didn't really know how to use it and going into league I was like, all right, so I carry once and I can have a rest for five minutes. So I'll make a tackle. Well, I'll look good doing that. And then and then I can do another carry and then I can come off and then 10 minutes later I can come back on. So really early on, I've sort of realised that that's probably where I'm better suited and waiting for the union season to finish so that the lads that I was playing with, they go back and play rugby league and I could go and join in and I could sort of like feel like a peer rather than not yeah. so well developed as a union player. When I was playing league with them, it was... Oh, well, well, I'm just as good now. We can we can have a laugh doing this together, um, and that took me through to sort of like nineteen twenty, and then settled. Uh, well, I say settled, and we met my partner, had a baby, took a step away, had another baby, and then as soon as the kids sort of like got walking, uh, straight back into rugby league. Uh, Cavs at the time 
were a one club team that were looking to get a little bit more of development going on starting with the youth stuff so then as well as playing a little bit it was more shifting towards coaching the younger kids of 12s and the 14s and coming through there and haven't looked back I don't, I don't hardly play at all I played a little bit against Leamington last year it was quite embarrassing really but um the coaching side of it and the the running of a club sort of that I really enjoy it's something that gives me a lot yeah um, probably takes up too much time wife's not particularly happy Monday to Saturday yeah. <laughs> but um we get by is, what what is it you see in the kids that that you know what do they take from rugby league? What we have at Cavs is kids that play union. We don't have too many new to sport. They're uh, tr transitioning from rugby union to rugby, league. and you can see them straight away. Get it because it's simpler. Yeah. So if we just do catch, carry, grip, and we do tackle, we do lines of running and stuff like that. They they understand. They understand the rules pretty quickly, and the game doesn't stop the. There isn't the rucks and all that sort of stuff. So they, they develop quickly and they know they develop quickly because they get better over eight weeks, 10 weeks. And then they go back and they're like, they go and see their friends at the um, a different club because they're in Oxford. They're all playing each other through the winter. So they go away and they, they bond again and then they come back in and they're a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. And now that line of running gets a little bit more confident, exactly like what I was when I was 15, 16. So I see like the development that I went through, I see through the kids now and I... But it's, it's quite exciting. Yeah. You see, we've got a couple of, so Gassy that was playing on Saturday. He's been with me since he was 12. And his younger brother that was on the wing, he's been with me since he was 10. He Which was, one's Gassy? Do you have ginger hair, did he? No, he's, no, he's no, ginger hair, no, Gassi, he was really uh, putting himself about. The prop, black fella prop. And yeah. his brother was uh, it, the, it's wing. On the wing. The yeah. one that yeah. talked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we had a few chats in with that <laughs> You were running forward, he was walking back. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, just to put that into context, so Telford Raiders, including Carl, played Oxford Cavaliers this weekend. So we, we might you might have a talk about that later, everyone. So that's what that that's what that's about. Yeah. Um but you did have to, anyway, without getting sidetracked too much you did there was there was one lad the ginger haired lad and he just absolutely put him you know there was nothing to him he just young lad bit of skin and he just put himself about he was, you know so really good it, watching it, him yeah they were doing two drives a set at yeah one yeah point. he was so yeah that's what I mean. young leon yeah so again so leon came through the same age group as gassy and leon plays a year up so all through his youth rugby he was playing a year up and at caps and, and if he watches this he'll kill me for saying it but he was getting a little bit emotional when he was playing. He had to come and stand with me. He was just crying his eyes out because he couldn't stop these big fellas like Gassy. Yeah. And now, five years later on or six yeah, years later on, looks, he's yeah. just mincing everyone. He's like, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. granite or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, so a, a, a little bit about those. Two. So uh, Leon's got a younger brother. And again, he was playing a year around. But Eddie's had to... He's, he got selected through some trial stuff and now he's on scholarship at Broncos. So we don't see Eddie anymore, but oh, hopefully right. if he, well, we don't want to see him again because yeah, that yeah. means yeah, he's kicked on, but off. if he doesn't, then we're going to have two absolute slayers. Yeah, uh, yeah brilliant. We're coming to come play um, some community open age, which would be, that's what we like to see. Yeah. Um, just, just looking at uh, the Oxford Cavaliers then, I mean, what do you know about the history? I mean, they've been going, I mean, I remember playing Oxford Cavaliers years ago when I played at Somerset and, you know, yeah. So I know go. they've been around a long time. Like, yeah. So the cow's laughing because he fucking reckons I've played for every club in the world. But <laughs> never. Well, I've been that. Yeah, Somerset was a that was a tough day at the office when we used to yeah. go down there. Yeah, yeah. There was a big prop sunny down there. That, uh, he made me to me a few times. But um, Oxford Cavaliers they've been going since '96, and that was with expansion in mind. So the person that set 
Oxford Cavaliers, it was a bloke called Lionel Hurst, and he was out of the city. Um, he'd come up to Oxford, right, we're going to get rugby league going on, because he was involved at Broncos, come up, and he kick-started Oxford Cavaliers, got them going, and I'm a bit like what all clubs around here are doing, we're looking at the surfaces, we're going, like, the RAF were quite influential in getting cats yeah. going, and they sort of like snowballed that, got into the community, got some lads playing from the rugby union clubs and now I would almost say that Cavs is sort of like standalone they obviously do pull in from um, the union clubs but it's through want not we go knocking saying give us yeah. all the union players um, and from Lionel setting that up it then went to another venue with a different chairman Lionel went, he, I don't know if he took a break or whatever it was, he, he'd done something, but he then set up Gloucester All Goals that right. then become Bristol All Goals. So Lionel's on this quest to expand rugby league. He yeah, wants yeah. Lionel, rugby league to work. It wouldn't surprise me if he stops in Swansea somewhere and gets another one going there. But Lionel was the founder of it in 1996. The club settled in, got, um, got going. And Stuart, the previous chairman to the one we have now, he was the one that sort of went, we need to not be a, a one club team we need to expand get the youth going, yeah. get the women going and that's where I come back to the club and that's where we sit today really we got a new board a completely new board of um, some really really good people level-headed that keep the club afloat yeah. and keep the what is an insane world of rugby league quite calm it's one of the challenges that you face is it uh, I think Oxford you kind of located just a little bit too far from everybody, are you? Yeah. You've moved leagues a couple of times, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So when I started, uh, so I was playing at 16, 17, we were actually up here. We were playing uh, like Redditch Ravens and yeah. um, Wolverhampton Wizards, Coventry, yeah. like Telford. And then we went into uh, West of England League. And that was a really, at the time, it was a really, really good league. We had Swindon, Bath, Bristol Sonics, uh, Somerset. And the likes, and that, and that was really good for us, and it worked geographically. Yeah, it, it was a straight run sort of west. You just yeah. get out on the M M four, and you can go down the M five, but everything's pretty close. Um, the the reason we come back into the Midlands is because we sort of club hopped. We we've never found routes that gave us everything we needed, and we were just trying to put pieces in in holes, if you know what I mean. And we ended up over a period of say five, six years, especially through COVID, we'd done a fair bit of moving around, just one, to keep the club going. Yeah. And and two, just to try and find our way again. And we've ended up, as I was saying to Craig before, we've ended up where we started when I first started playing. Yeah. So it's sort of like gone full circle again, but we're on a real solid ground at the minute. Uh, we're just trying to build everything back up again post-COVID. But going back to the question about the challenges, the challenges we have of where we are is we're in an ultra-competitive union sort yeah. of catchment there's some seriously good rugby union clubs with some seriously good talent around and some of them play, play for us but um, trying to persuade more people to play that's where you'd naturally go um, but trying to convince them not to go and play sevens not to go and do county and come and play leagues a bit bit of a challenge and from the seniors point of view at least yeah kids levels a little bit different and what sort of relationship do you have with the, the union clubs around you good Good relationship, yeah, yeah. Good, good relationship. Um, we play out of a union club and, and they're supportive of us. The previous lads we've mentioned, they play at Oxford yeah. and they come over. Um, what we find with a couple of the kids, though, that 
we've had some talented kids come along, but again, where they're on their union um, DPP? No, I don't know what So you'll play at Telford or you'll play at Bromsgrove and then you'll not go to county, you'll go on to like a WASPs development programme right. or a, a Gloucester programme yeah. and stuff like that. So then that's another competitor that we have to sort of try and not compete with, but offer an alternative once that finishes. And then it's all about how much kid rest do my kids need. And So what do you think rugby league needs to do then to be keeping hold of those players? Like when they finish playing for Oxford, because obviously we, we want to develop the, the leagues, don't we? we want to make it stronger. Um, is, am I right in thinking you're heading up the Midlands side this year? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're, we're looking to do, well, there's be some comms going out in July with that. Yeah. Um, aiming to kick that off in the four weekends in September, playing Emil at the end and that carnival. Yeah, yeah. That'll be my first go doing that. So it's quite interesting. I'm looking forward to that. What would the answer be in keeping those people in? I would say we need, as a sport, to capture them younger. Right. So we noticed that when we got them at 12, they're staying and they're, they're not that they're not playing rugby union, but they're definitely committed. It's not an ask. It's a, no, I'm coming. Yeah. Um, and one thing we wanted to do, and I know a couple of the guys that have been on before, they're pushing the toddler stuff and getting them playing and, and they don't even need to be rugby league at that point. But as long as they have got a familiarization, I go here to have fun at two, three, four, five, and then at six, seven, eight, nine, I'm here to play rugby league. When it gets to, 16, 17. That's a big drop off, isn't it? 16, 17. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what yeah, you're yeah. doing, everyone finds life and it gets a little bit challenging. But Find women. <laughs> yeah. And almost, like I said, we're brainwashing them, but that's what football was doing, isn't it? Yeah. There's clubs out there that are starting them kicking the ball at two years old and contracting them to a club at 10. Yeah. It's madness, isn't it? But yeah. that's the world that you're, you're, you're playing in. You want to get those kids younger. Yeah, you want to get they're, they're developing an identity as a person, and what we want is people to identify as being rugby league players yeah. uh, instead of like, well, I'm a rugby union player, but this summer I'm playing league. You know what I mean? We want them. You cut them open, and through the middle, it says rugby league. That's 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 what you're saying, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. So, yeah. what would you say the uh, the milestones you're working towards as a club are at the minute? What's your sort of goals that you've set yourselves? We want to keep going with our 14s and 16s and 12s because we see that as really important. And, yeah. and we want just to grow those numbers because they're going to be the lifeblood. They'll be what give us another 10 years of senior age rugby. In terms of the seniors, we just want to keep competing. We just want to keep... There were times, especially when I was playing, that you'd be scrabbling around, you'd go with 12, you'd, and we're still there now. So what, we, what I would consider a goal is, is that next year we can go to the eight games we play and we've got 20 players. Yeah. You know, well, we saw how, how important that can be, especially when you're coming into a competitive game. And that's one thing I'd highlight about the Midlands Premier is competitive. It's the best I've seen. It. Yeah. Um, so as a milestone for the Open Age, that's what I'd like us to do. The club, I think we would love to get the women back as well, as in doing what Leamington are doing in their nines and Telford are doing with their nines. If we can get to that, in two years, that would be a big tick box for us. Well, you're currently running pretty hot in the league. I think you're top of the league now, are you, the minute? Or are you still no, top? No. I've got knocked off. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll get too far into that. <laughs> However, there, you know, if we dare think 
we Oxford win the league. Do you think that would help to build the squad and strengthen the squad next year? Of course. Yeah. It attracts, doesn't it? Success attracts success. And yeah. We've been unfortunate in that we've lost a couple of retention players that we would have thought we'd have had. They went really well in county and, and they... Yeah, good luck to them, but it's a shame, yeah. yeah. But it happens. But those good union clubs, they'll go, hold on a minute, they're, they're flying high. Let's, you know, rather than going and running our Broncos every week, we'll go and do rugby league and, and hopefully we can convert them over a season and they'll come back. That's kind of where we see some of the senior stuff coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Just um just going back to what do you know about like the like creating the name and where the name came from? Do you, do you know anything about the history there or with the Cavalier, I, I I dare say it's it's something probably along the lines of the Civil War. Yeah. Because that's where the inspiration for West Oxford levelers come in. Well, There's can, can you just yeah, give us a, 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 yeah. a bit of a rundown on the so, different clubs and that? Oh, well, the, the, the rundown. So this is uh, West Oxfordshire Levellers. They were formed, uh, let's say, three years ago. They're, they're, they're very sort of like new team to the, to the area, but with some solid knowledge there. So the, the guy that set that up was the guy that set up the youth at Oxford. The coaches there are the players that I had when they were 15. They've all done their level two, so they're on good ground as well. Um, but they're predominantly uh, youth stuff at the minute. They have got some senior stuff, but they're doing the cross league, the X league stuff, and they do the Grand Prix and that. So they're working towards becoming a an established community club. But they're yeah. at the start of their journey. Um, no, that, that's really key, isn't it? Because then all of a sudden you've got you've got competitors on your doorstep, aren't you? Well, yeah. You know, thing, so we've we've just come off the back of a festival when we played Levelers. So the under fourteens played Levelers two weeks ago, won, and then we drew this weekend. But last year they thumped us. So yeah. it's at least, again, it's competitive sport for yeah. them. Um, this is the birth of another derby there. Yeah, there, there is, isn't there? Gosh, yeah. Get yeah. Good, it? So, <laughs> now there's, um, there's another derby. They've got uh, Oxford Brooks Uni and Oxford University. They have a derby every year. They run, well, the Oxford University run two men's team and a ladies team. Oxford Brooks run a men's team. And they're all in the Bucks competition. So there's plenty of derbies yeah. going around. So there's plenty of rugby league going on in Oxford, then, isn't there? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. Yeah. The um, we'd like to see. Well, I'd like to see the university, the women's stuff, pick up because I reckon that could go really well. We, we so me and my coaching partner Matt, we run the women's side of Oxford University, and they've done really, really well. So we didn't run them. This is our first year. They've been going too. And I'd like to see them have two teams like the men. And I'd like to see Brooks have a women's team and work to having two women's teams and two men's teams. And then hopefully you'll see more filter out. Yeah. Would be the aim. And capture them in community and see what we can do from there. Well, how would you um, describe like the culture they've got in your in, in the men's team now? Do, you know, do they tend to stick around and have a pint? Do they do they enjoy a pint and a bit of a social or when we're at home, yeah, 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 there is a yeah, there's a few jars to be had. Yeah, because you have a little bit of evil in your eye then when I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, trying to stick around on away days is tough. It, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't matter what if you're in the west of England or the Midlands. It's, it's yeah. a long way to travel. Um, so to be able to do the sharing of, of drinks is probably hard. But when we're at home, yeah, we do like to stick around. We um, again, it's quite tough because we've got people coming from all over Oxford. It's quite a big county, but yeah, there is. And dare I say, because I've gone over 30 now, because the team are quite young, they're quite keen on having a, having yeah. a, having a few jars. So, yeah, looking. 
we've got our end of season two on the end of July, and that's the one I'm going to stick around for. See if I can keep up with the young pups and right have some fun. What do you what do you what have you got planned for that? Is not it, sure. Not no. sure. I'm not. I'm not going to be in charge of organising it. It's yeah. going to be the senior group are going to go away. But what we're going to do, we're going to have all the kids come back and all the sponsors come in, and we'll yeah. do, we'll do it all together as a club. So. If you're under 12 or you're a senior men, you're all going to get your awards together. So just trying to create that one club mentality. Yeah, I've just noticed, like, when we, I remember when we first started the podcast, everyone we talking about the, the start of the season. Now, now our guests are starting to talk about end of season and, you know, what they're going to do. And yeah, it's quite interesting what, you know, what I think um, Staffordshire last week, they were like, we're having something that's not even rugby related. You know, we're going to just do something where we just break away and do something slightly different. So I'm going to jump in here actually and sort of announce something really. Um, Can here we go. So we're <laughs> we, not getting married. Are you? No, 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 no. <laughs> we're, so I've sort of, we sort of spoke about it at the start of the year, didn't we? About we should have some sort of central Midlands um, awards do. Um, yeah. I'm in the process of setting that up at the minute. Um, so I want to get all the teams in the Midlands um, it's probably going to be based at the Alexander Stadium for obvious reasons. Uh, the Hurricanes are going to sort of head it up. We're going to have a guest speaker. We're going to have Super League players, hopefully on each table, um, compare, have a sort of set of awards for sort of like Hurricane senior team. And then we're going to have community awards as well. So like, um, you know, unsung heroes around the Midlands and that sort of thing. And I want to get all the teams involved. So that's... Something I'm working on, which I thought I'd put out there, because I want to get, I want all the teams in the Midlands to be involved with it. East Midlands, West Midlands. So, what would you expect? Just like anyone that's been nominated for award, plus a few reps from a club, or or the whole club to kind of descend on. Well, we'll have to see what sort of interest we can got with numbers and how many we can fit in the room. So it might be each team gets a couple of tables, and they'll have to decide how you know they want to do. Um, And I want people to be able to vote on certain awards so you you know you can vote for i don't know community volunteer of the year but you're not allowed to vote for anybody out of your own team or something like that and see how it goes but i think it'd be great for us to get to all get together what about little fat aging masters player of the year so i think i might nominate myself for that (laughs) (laughs) best social media page yeah there you go yeah that'd be a great one yeah Yeah. midlands uh podcast of the year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I won't embarrass myself <laughs> no that's good that's great uh, right where do we go from here is there anybody else at the club who sort of help push the club forward that you want to give a shout out to or a mention oh massive anyone that's at Cavs is we're all sort of punching in the same direction yeah. we all want everyone to come in and love Cavs and love rugby league and everyone but the, the, the board especially so our last chairman, who is a, is a gentleman called Stuart, he was the one that sort of put us on a platform where we want to go. So he needs a mention because without him, we wouldn't have probably stepped in the direction of having the youth stuff. John, who is now the chairman at Oxford, he would be the next in line to be thanked. And then the, the, the board that are there now are uh, trying to control that explosion of all the youth and the women and the men and, and trying to pick up them carry on so Simon, Sean and Nikki who are the chair, vice chair and accountant they're, they're the ones that are sort of keeping the ship steady and making sure that I don't go off on a tangent and mm. start doing things I probably shouldn't or so yeah big thanks to those guys uh, Right Jamie so the Midlands rep team's also coming back this year, uh, you, you, you're going to be involved in that, tell us a little bit about it um, you know what can players expect that are currently playing in the Midlands League, uh, what's you know what's going to be going on at the end of the year yeah, so when 
the season sort of like comes to an end, we play our finals, play Harry Jepson and our uh, Premier Final. We're then going to go hopefully to Nottingham and we're going to go for three sessions through the three weekends in September. Two of them should be open for trials and the third one would be we've selected our finest. Yeah. And we'll go through one sort of like captain's run and then on the final weekend we'll head down to uh, Hemel and we'll play a, a regional carnival with the hope that all of those teams at least some will get represented in southern like England Lion Hearts and stuff like that so it's just another stepping stone in sort of developing those players that can be England community Lions and so forth and where are you picking the players from is it Midlands Premier Midlands Premier and well Mid I say the Midlands Premier the Midlands Rugby League is what we're after as in general yeah. so you're yeah. including sort of uh, Nottingham Outlaws yeah. and your Sherwood Wolf yeah. the teams that are all playing up north and, yeah. and that as well yeah we're not going to exclude yeah all the teams in all the teams in the Premier all the teams Merit League even yeah I mean, that, that Merit League will undoubtedly have some some diamonds in yeah, the yeah I, I would have thought definitely yeah. and that we just want to get them out there and just see what can happen with them and then go down to the carnival, hopefully show ourselves well. And then hopefully a few of those guys will get to wear. And what is, what is the carnival then? What's what's going on down there? Is it So it will be the middle and southeast, southwest, south uh, teams. Are they all going to play on one weekend? Yeah. Or? yeah. Um, uh, don't quote me on the date yet. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think it's the last weekend in September will be the... the the carnival date and then that'll kick on into west of England and southern England so is, is there a strip have they already got a there is one in the pipeline yeah. alright oh, okay there so a brand new strip yeah. so, so who, who's kind of kicked this on again then who, you know where did how did it all spark off but it, it, I sort of fell on it through an email that's the yeah. genuine truth an email come through saying is, is there anyone that would be interested in leading the Midlands rep stuff send a CV into this person so I sent a CV into this person, didn't hear anything back, or nothing of it. Yeah. And uh, a gentleman called Mark Cleaver, he went, congratulations, mate, you got the... <laughs> Sorry, mate, yeah. I haven't got anything. He went, yeah, you have. Is is who's helping and here's doing what. And so I'm all right, fix it. And then that got the ball rolling. But we got um, Jim from Boston, I think, and uh, Sean Spudworth. He was a... Oh, yeah. Man. Sean, yeah. People um, have been on the podcast. Yeah. Martin. Yeah. From yeah. Foskett, yeah. Yeah. So... All familiar people, um, so we just want to get round the table, get every all logged, get Nottingham confirmed, and once everything's done like that, we've got a website primed, we've got bios uh, ready to rock and roll. So once that's all confirmed, all the clubs in the Midlands should be getting uh, something through email, like an invite yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. So what we're going to ask to do is, any player comes along, they just they fill out a questionnaire of what positions you want to play, what's your second, what's your experience like, where have you played, what are you doing. And what's your commitment like through these three weekends? Because we're not going to not expecting everyone to make those three weekends. If you can make two, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll pick from that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important that you know people have a, a progress, you know, a, a route to progress on, and you know, and I think when we talk about you know create someone's identity as like rugby league is there, it's part of their identity to go on and play rep rugby. Like some of them will never do that rugby union. You know no. what I mean, but some of them have got a great chance in rugby league. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, I think it's, I think it's really important. Well, it is what I was saying about the kids when they leave us and they go into the rugby union community and they go around and see each other. We have that with past players. So Garen, who's our 
coach and yeah Matt Garren yeah. weekend yeah so he played Southern England Lion Hearts and went and played against Wales but through doing that and now he's on the Wales student program he can go around he sees people at Leamington there's a, uh, a player from Scotland that's training at Oxford at the minute so they're starting to get that community although they've got their own identity I'm going to go play for Scotland I'm going to go play for Wales I'm going to go play for England they're all in the community having a laugh and playing rugby league well, that's what we want, right? That's, yeah, yeah. Community clubs, that's what we want to see kids and adults do. Just, um, I know it's on the shirt there, there's no sponsor on the shirt. Do you have a club sponsor? And, and if so, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, we've got, we've got a few. Yeah, we've got, it's um, the wrong shirt to bring, really. But um, yeah, we've got CK Roofing, we've got React Engineering, and we've got APS, which are a sports car sort of service team and they've been really really good to us really good to us and what we've tried to do is with our sponsorship we have four areas so as a board we have four areas so i looked after the women simon looked after the yeah. sean looked after the men same with the sponsors so although you're on all of the shirts you've all got a primary function within your club so react were looking after the ladies ck roofing looked after the men aps looked after the youth and so they all got, when they come to the club, we're like, oh yeah, we're part of the club, but that's that's what we're proud of. Yeah. We can hang our head on the youth or the women or the men. So, and uh, we're really grateful for because the club yeah. wouldn't survive without no, them. No, I know. Um, yeah, I want to say, have you found any tactics to get bringing sponsors in? Because that's always a difficult part of it, running any club, isn't it? No, no tact, just, just loads of luck. Just getting so, out there. Yeah, and so React... Uh, it's through you know right so where I'd done my apprenticeship my he was my boss and I've gone back to him and I said Neil would you kindly yeah absolutely I'll do that for you no problem uh, CK Roofing he was my first rugby union coach so CK can you would you mind doing this for us yeah absolutely and one of the uh, kids parents is Nathan who runs APS he was like yeah absolutely so we got lucky Absolutely, we haven't. We tried going looking a couple of years ago around all like the big companies in Oxford, but it's too. It's a corporate world, and it's. Yeah. yeah it's, I can't do that. I can't try and sell. It's not what I'm good at. So just go. Both hands. I suppose there's yeah. a little lesson to be learnt there, isn't there? If you ever leave a job, make sure you don't burn your bridges try when you leave. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because yeah, yeah you, you never know when you might be going back round and asking for a, yeah, but, yeah. a bit of help. Yeah. yeah. And and do you have like structured sponsorship packages or we just say look you know what what can you what can you give us and this is what we'll do in, in exchange or what we've done is we've just been really honest and said look this is what we need money for so one year it was we wanted to get two level two coaches but we needed the rent and we needed some kit that comes to a total of this if you three are willing to help us this is what it's going to cost yeah and the club will try our best and if we can meet you halfway we will and if not so it might be that it's a thousand pounds typically it's around 800 to 1,000 pound each is what they've got. That's a sizable sum, like. Is that, well, if, yeah, if they're all is. doing 1,000 pound each, it's 3,000. We, we can pay rent, we can get kit supply, we can get medic stuff, we can get coaches qualified, we can, you know, it's freedom to move a little bit, if you know what I mean. We're not not caught up in the, the money trap of clubs failing because there isn't any. Yeah. So and just on kit, I mean, because you had a... I thought it was a stunning kit at the weekend. The, the white, the it's white hard kit. To keep clean. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. We we spoke about it. like who, who would have a white kit, you know? And you it looks great on the pitch, but Jesus, yeah, it must be hard to well, keep like clean. That, yeah, so all of the kits are white. So if you're under fourteen, under sixteen, yeah, seeing as women, it's all white, and it's a pain. It's right, good. it's a good job we're playing the summer, really. Well, yeah, yeah, in the middle yeah, of the winter, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I, and 
to be honest, it, it escapes me who came up with the design. It's a nice design. I like it. I love it. Yeah. Um, we the, the reason they were red is because we needed some when we were out on festival days and things like that. We needed find the person in the red top. Yeah. With Oxford Cavaliers written on the back of it. If you if he don't know it, you don't need to know it, sort of thing. Yeah. So um, yeah, the white kit has been an eye catcher. People do like it. Yeah. And, and how often do you change the kit? Like just you you guys know like the the, the strips now they are a better makeup, aren't they? But so typically two three years is good if you can get four years out of a kit you've done really really yeah well. before they start going missing or they're getting ripped yeah, or cut off exactly that in some cases exactly yeah. that yeah. and then that just makes the conversation when you go back to sponsors going well I've just bought you a kit what do you want yeah, yeah. For? so you, we do try and look after it and the expectation is, is that they, every three years you should probably kids more so because they only play six seven games so. who you know, if you look at cash your, your eye over the um, the team sheet now, what what players at Oxford are exciting you, or do you think have got have got bright futures ahead of them? Leon, Leon Atherton, Lowick, Gassy. He's a young lad. Gassy, Gassy's a young lad. He's nineteen, just coming out of uni. I reckon if we could get get some development into him, he'd, he'd go far. Leon again, yeah, I think he would be really really special. Loic, who was the half, put a shoulder out in the end. He's, he's a decent, a decent player. So we're looking for. There's some guys that are probably towards the back end. If we'd have had them five years ago, I reckon they would have kicked on. Seriously kicked yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, and there's a fullback that um, you might have played against him last year, but um, he was some serious talent. But, but we've had serious talent come through the club before. We've had um, right before my involvement, the Griffin brothers were at Cavs. Um, so Daryl, George, Josh, well, Daryl definitely came through the uses. Yeah. Uh, the women have had some, when the women were good, we had Alex Barnes. She was at Leeds Rhinos, won the Stanley Cup Grand Final. Cass, who's played for England, she, she played a few games for us at the start. So we're good at getting talent in and pushing them on if we can, but um, we would like to push our 16s and see if we can get them into like a Midlands Hurricanes sort of setup. That's, that's, the, that's the next step. Isn't that's, it? that's the next step for everybody in the Midlands. Yeah. yeah. Um, getting this junior academy developed, um, you know, everybody can feed into. That's mm. definitely the next step. No, I think uh, one of the buzzwords I'm hearing a lot of, so we were at a festival on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it was a West of England festival. It's not well as attended as the Midlands one up at Sherwood was, but we had, Five teams there. You had um, Cheltenham, Bristol, Swindon, West Oxford Levelers and Oxford Cavs. And they were saying joined up thinking is what gets these things going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's only going to take a couple of people to go, right, let's get uh, a Midlands origin series up. You mentioned it, East-West. Yeah. Derbies. Let's get an East versus West at under-14s, under-16s or an open age thing, whatever it might be. Something that just elevates players and keeps them chomping, keeps them coming back and going, right, this year I'm definitely going to be playing in the rep squad, whatever it might be. So, I'd just like to uh, put a sort of a shout out where you just mentioned a couple of teams there. So Bristol, Cheltenham. Yeah. Um, they're a little bit, a little bit just off our radar a little bit, aren't they? So if there's anybody from those teams that are listening, um, yeah, we'd love for them to get in touch as well. And we'd love to have them on yeah. um, and keep spreading the, keep spreading the news really. Well, I mean, there's some good rugby, good rugby down there. 
Swindon was strong at the weekend. Bristol was seriously so they they eventually won it under fourteens, but there was a lot of lot of talent out there. And obviously Bristol all goals are, are kicking on, doing their thing. It's NCL they play, I think. Mm. Yeah, national comedy. Yeah, yeah, I think they in are. and out of London every weekend. <laughs> Not for me. Yeah. So looking looking to the rest of the season, is there any any games you're particularly looking forward to or excited by? Yeah, all of them. Right. <laughs> all of them, because they're all really, really competitive games. I mean, our score was a little bit of a blowout, wasn't it? Towards the end, I think it ended up 26-6, but up to 70 minutes, it was 14-6. We could have got one and it would have been really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every game is like that at the minute. There's no... There haven't been any blowout scores, no, as the really no. So yeah. do I want to go to Birmingham, see if I can beat them? Yeah. Do we want to go to Leamington, see if we can... Yeah. There's not one game we go, Jesus, they're going to be a bit tough. Or, well, we're going to trounce there. You can't take anything for granted this year. No. And that's what makes it really good. And and our senior team are looking forward to it. They're like, yeah, we'll get stuck into them. Like we walked off the pitch Saturday after the last one and we're like, right, we're going for it. Yeah, 100%. Because you could. Any, 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 team, yeah. any team in that league can win this year. Yeah. And, uh, and that's 100% believe yeah. that. Yeah, so we're really looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely really competitive. I mean, you called it before this evening started, didn't you? You sort of said, you know, who knows it's not a foregone conclusion at all, you know, and so... Uh, no, there's five five very strong teams in that Midlands League this year and I've been saying all year, who knows who's going to win it this year. It's going to be exciting to see who does come out on top. Mm. I think, I remember watching, you know, community rugby and it, you'd kind of struggle to complete a set. You know, every team struggled to complete a set, you know what I mean? But now, like, sets just get completed. You know, we they work to the kick and they get the kick off, yeah. and it, you know, it's definitely it's definitely a mark of progress in the community game. Yeah, the standards really high, really high this year. Um, I don't know why it's got it's gone up another notch, but it, it certainly has. It's yeah, you, you don't you walk off a pitch now after playing well, like me, fifteen minutes, <laughs> and you know it, and you and you're aching for the rest of the week. It's a it's a like very very competitive, hard game. Um, yeah, who knows who's going to win it this year? No, and you got to think Taff are going to be in it. Birmingham, off the back of last year's win, they're probably going to go. We won it as well. So I think Coventry as well. Um, and then Leamington have got... Uh, well, they've got Coventry over, didn't they? They've got a couple of point games in hand as well. Mm -hmm. So if they win them, they're actually a top at league. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neck, neck and it's, neck. It's going to be right down to the wire, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Probably on points by the end of the season. Could just, well you know. be, yeah. So... Um, uh, just talk a little bit about your fan base. You know, do you get many supporters to the game? And, you know, do you get... It could definitely be worked on. Yeah. It could be worked on. But, and again, it's probably what you guys are doing here. You're lifting the profile of it. We're not very, we've been better this year, but historically, we're not very good at promoting Oxford Cavaliers in the community around Oxford where we are because we're never there for too long. We kept, yeah, we kept moving, yeah, yeah. moving and moving. That must be tough. You've got no, you got no fixed board. You no, know. but we're hoping. Well, yeah, we've probably said that a couple of times. We're hoping that this one will be this the one it. for five yeah. years, but there's got to be some sense to it. We're back where we started to to a point, so we'd like to think that if we can call that home for the next ten years, and more people come into the club and they bring their friends and mums and dads and sisters and brothers, then yeah, we would get a good fan base. But nothing like what you had at the weekend. That was quite quite yeah, proud. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I mean there was there was the Masters game before, you know, and I think this is what what. Carl, you've, you've pushed quite hard actually this year. It's like, 
making a, a club day, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there was a few things that led to that, like good numbers. So there was the Masters charity game at the start, then it was very competitive seniors game. Then the Telford lads had a, a night out planned yeah, in there. Fancy dress. Fancy dress. I didn't get invited. You know, I never do, but anyway, I'm not bitter. Um, fancy dress was it? I thought that was their actual clothes. Well, I th they, they, um, they went to, they had £10 to spend. Oh, is this what it was? They had to okay. go to a charity shop. Yeah, yeah. And come buy up an it. outfit. And then what, what change they had then went into, went towards the charity. Yeah. This oh, right. what they did. So. Yeah, so there was loads to, to make that day like quite quite busy, you know what I mean? I think they got a bouncy castle in as well, didn't they, for the kids. And um, yeah, it seemed to work. I don't know. Any, any idea how many was there? Uh, no, but it was well over 100, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah easily. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Um, I think, yeah, making them sort of double headers as well, if you can, yeah, we've done if you it, can yeah. get it in, it's, it definitely works. Especially so. the kids. With you, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. get an under-14s game on before a game. That's, that's yeah. always been quite a good thing to do. We've had it with the ladies before. Ladies will play before the men we had that there's another one bath bath ladies were really good yeah but yeah, they were sensational but we had a a to and fro there we went to there they had a really good crowd so we want to do that because that helps with other things doesn't it, it helps commercially for a start yeah um jamie as uh, apart from everything else we've said is there anything about either the the regional sort of rep side or Oxford Cavaliers, senior youth or whatever, that's quite interesting news, you know, things that we haven't asked you that you'd, you'd kind of like to share? Uh, not for, I think we covered everything Oxford Cavaliers, but one thing to mention from the university, the men's university team are off to Poland and they're going to go and play the national team. Is that how long they're going out there for well, then? I think they're going to go for a week and it's this summer, in the next couple of weeks, they'll be heading out there and they'll be off to play the national team out there. And they, they've done some really good stuff. They've been on some serious tours before, so they're, they're, they're good at promoting the game and they love their rugby, so I wish them well. I hope they, they get a win. That'd be good for them. So they say they're playing the national team, are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the name escapes me, but they played a presidential 13 the last time they went out and that was a good game as well. So they're doing their bit to spread the, the rugby yeah. league world yeah. in, in and around the place. And actually the women's team, they got invited to Brazil for next year so there's plenty of that going on at the university um, levelers they want to see if they can get a ground of their own is what they're after they reckon that if they can sort somewhere out that they can call home because they currently play out of school that they're going to kick on which would yeah. be good for them. Do they have a clubhouse then? Do they have a... No, they're playing no. at the school. They, they, um, a, lot, a, a lot of teams do it and they go to a pub and yeah. they have a function room and they go there and it works for them so, at the minute. But I think that's probably their next step. But Cavs just want to keep growing. I mean, that's, that's a, a big beast, isn't it, getting your own ground? You know, and yeah. It's, um, it's, it's no mean feat like. What would it cost? I mean, it would cost an absolute arm and a leg, wouldn't it, to get a... Get, yeah. Find yourself a pitch somewhere and build, or even build yourself use. a clubhouse. Or, yeah, yeah, just yeah. so. So, so we had that. Cavs had that a couple of years ago, well, just before COVID. We had a, a village green. It was a cricket club. It was a football club. It was something, but not used for years. And we we managed to secure a couple of years there, and that worked to a point, and then stopped working. So then we went on the merry-go-round of finding somewhere else to go. But while we were there, it, it was good, and I think. 
once you've got something that's yours and you can make it what you want, you're not dictated to by yeah. other sports and other people's agendas of what they're doing and weddings and birthdays and christenings yeah. and all that sort of stuff, then you can really run away with it and it, it can be quite good. Okay, so we're going to move on to our extra time, golden point question. Uh, this question was set by Martin and Matt from the Staffordshire Quantums uh, last week. So we're just going to play a little clip of that now. Well, I guess, which in that... World Cup, uh, this is like a trivia question then. So which former Australia player was playing for, and maybe it might have been a couple of, but which former Australia player was playing for Italy in that World Cup doubleheader opener in 20... The one at Car uh, the Wales and England World Cup, the one in Cardiff, yeah. what year was that? 20... It's, anyway, it's that, that <laughs> one. And I, I know I think I know the answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know the answer as well. Who is it next? Oxford is it the next guest? Yes, Oxford are our next guest. Right, so we'll see if they. Uh, and have you got a forfeit if they don't get it? Perhaps they have to sing some sort of silly song. Um, the start of the thread here, aren't they? I reckon the the hurricane song that. I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they need to sing. They need to sing the hurricane song that Matt invented, which to, is become a chameleon. <laughs> If you go on the Midlands Hurricanes uh, social media, you'll see that song. And I, I like to think that Oxford are following that so they all know the lyrics of, um, what's it called? It? Hurra, 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 hurricanes. <laughs> yes. We're scoring tries. We're scoring We're tries. tries. We need to talk about this. So, so the actual question was, which former Australian player played for Italy in the World Cup doubleheader in some year that they couldn't remember? Can you put a bit more around it? <laughs> um, which it was the World Cup that was in the it was in Cardiff, wasn't it? The first game. So how many years back? I can't remember what year that is. No, I can't. I can't. But I think I know the answer. Right. I think I had, have they actually ideas. given us the answer? No, he didn't. I don't, <laughs> oh. His actual words were, "I think I know it." <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll put my flag up. James Tedesco. Was it? I think it's Elliot Minchella. I thought it was Elliot Minchella, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the forfeit, they did say the forfeit was you had to sing the uh, the Midlands Hurricanes uh, song. I don't, know if you've, I don't know if you've seen that on social media. They invented it, didn't they? They invented yeah. it. And it's basically Hurricanes um, to the to the, the, the tune of Karma Chameleon. <laughs> Somewhat like that. So it's like hurra, 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 Hurricanes. <laughs> What is it? They, they score, they score some tries. I don't know what it is. So, if Martin, if you're watching, since you didn't give us the answer, yeah, do us one of your famous videos <laughs> on social media and put the answer on after we put this clip up. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think. What you think it is. Um, okay. So, for me, Jamie, it's been a great chat. It's absolutely flown Thank by. Uh, I've really enjoyed chatting to you. As a, as a bit of a look forward, we've got uh, uh, an interview with Roy Reeve coming up, so more details on that to follow, plus a few of the little bits and bobs that uh, we've got to sort out. Um, yeah, so thanks travelling all the way Thank from Oxford. I'm sure me. it's some Thank massive, you. massive journey, but um, you're doing some good stuff this year, and it's going to be it's going to be tough at the top. Like you know, it's going to be yeah, interesting to see how it all unfolds. And I'm sure we'll uh, we'll we'll probably meet again at some point this well, season. Gonna, the way yeah. it's looking, I don't want to finish third if you finish top. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to come back. <laughs> Is that how it works? So the third, yeah, third I place, so. yeah, I think first. So. Second v fourth. Second v fourth. First and second. The fourth yeah, play at 
At the second, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I tell you like, what, winners of those. The, the most important thing he's going to be getting home field advantage, isn't it? Yeah, that it's massive. That is yeah. so yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Everyone's fighting it out for that first and second if, spot. I think if you looked at the stats, you know, the, the, one of the biggest factors in winning or losing is whether you're home or away. You know, it's just that travel into. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's been from the same. that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is if you can nick two on the road, you're going to be in a real good place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jamie, perfect. from me. Thank yeah, you for having me. From me, it's been perfect, brilliant, and it's really good to get an insight into the uh, the Midlands rep stuff as well, which is, yeah, which is what I'm looking forward to. Mm. It's great. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. All right. So until, uh, until the next episode, take care. That's the final whistle for this week's episode of the Rugby League Outsiders. We hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on social media and share this podcast with your friends. And as always, if you have a story to tell, a club to plug or a player that deserves recognition, we want to hear from you. So until next time on the Rugby League Outsiders, take care.